Hi everyone, my name is Isabella Isidoro and this is Isavision. Thank you so much for being here. First things first, I do want to apologize if there's a drastic change in my voice. I am getting over a cold, so I'm sorry that this audio isn't as clear as I'd hope it would be. Second things second, let me introduce my guest, Yu Tong Xie. She also goes by Jessie. That's her American name that she uses. But yeah, so she was born in China, grew up in China, and came to the United States for high school and college, and now grad school. She is a multimedia maker, and she really goes in depth about how being Chinese uh, impacted her discipline and work ethic, but also talks about how coming here for high school was a really interesting experience. We all- Overall, it's a really great interview, so stay tuned. Thank you so much, Estella, for having me. Uh, my name is Yu Tongxie, and I usually go by Jesse, um, which I'm trying to uh, be better at, at introducing myself with my original names instead of my English name, so I can be closer to my identity. Uh, since I am an international student, I'm originally from China, uh, Guiyang, Guizhou. I can introduce my uh, hometown a little bit more, um, but I just recently graduated from Boston University uh, with a degree in film uh, film production. And I'm going I'm into my grad school this later this year, still at Boston U- University with the degree in uh, media ventures. It's a major uh, combining medias and entrepreneurship. So that's something I'm super passionate about. Um, I would call myself an up and coming multimedia creator uh, guided by personal connection, social causes and human capacity for empathy. Um, So that's me. And besides that, I'm a huge lover for sports. So um, I love spend my free time running, biking, sailing, rock climbing. So anything about sports, I would love to talk about them. That's so funny because like, you know, in America, they have like the stereotype that kids are either artistic or sporty. You're both. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Tell me more about like your your passion. So you're into media. You want to help, you know, tell people about different stories, your community. What's like a big project that you worked on during undergrad that you like are, that you really love and you loved how it turned out? Um, yeah, that's actually a great question because uh, my recent, my re- recent project from undergrad was actually a, docu- a short uh, documentary about Chinatown in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the reason why I made that, first of all, it's for a class, uh, of second course. of all, Yes. And then I feel really close to my identity when I was making this um, documentary during pandemic. And mm-hmm. since COVID happened, um, it, it spread from China. So Chinatown got hit really bad during that time. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really good time for me to take my camera, go into Chinatown and see how people has been affected, what our life is like in Chinatown right now and letting people to see, uh, pick into the life of Chinese in America. So um, that's one of my recent project and I can share the link if you're interested. Yeah, please. Yeah, and I, I got into film because um, first of all, films are amazing. We love watching movies. Um, but when I first came to US and in high school, I was able to have the freedom to choose what I want to do. And I feel the passion to tell a story and see people connect through my story uh, in a visual uh, way. So I 
decided to pursue filmmaking, which is the same as Grace. Uh, another person was on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, through filmmaking, I was able to express myself, uh, express my ideas and being uh, able to share my culture, my identity with other people. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and did you feel like you were well received in Chinatown? Like when you were asking people about what happened, did you like talk to them or did you more like show images? Um, how, did, how was like the infiltration of your camera um, in somebody's community, how was that taken? Were they willing and accepting to share? Uh, actually, no, which is very interesting. That kind of connects to how uh, the Chinese culture um, mm -hmm. reflected in this documentary making process. Mm -hmm. They weren't really willing to talk, to talk mm -hmm. especially during COVID. First of all, nobody really wanted to be close to you. They'd be like, we're not accepting any like interviews or anything. And also Chinese are a little bit um, closed to outsiders. Mm -hmm. um, even more I was speaking Chinese. Yeah, more conservative, I would say. Uh, when someone approach you, they tend to say no, and they will be like overthinking, are you trying to sell me something? Are you trying to like maybe have a different purpose uh, behind. So I was having a hard time to mm -hmm. find people to talk to, but it, at the end I was able to have a waiter from a restaurant who was having a, 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 a getting hit pretty bad by COVID mm -hmm. and another, the CEO of uh, a member, uh, Asian American Civic Association uh, mm -hmm. in Chinatown. She, she's incredible and she was able to lead my documentary with really insightful information. Um, so they were, I was still able to talk to some locals, um, but it was a hard time. That's that's awesome that you were able to get people, but you can even do like, you know, like my creative brain is like going crazy. Like you could even do like a behind the scenes in the future and like talk about that theme of like how, you know, Chinese culture impacted your ability to talk to people. I don't know. It's, it's something you could think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so much to dig into Chinese culture yeah. and like being an international student growing up in China, I have different perspective um, and coming here to states when I was 14, 15, um, I was able also to learn how Americans do things. And it, it's a great, uh, it's great to be international student. So yeah. living, um, being cross-cultural, living with multiple cultures, it's, it's only going to help your growth, you know, but going back to like um, your roots, I know you mentioned your hometown, if you could share more about it, how you were raised, um, what your community around you was like. Um, I would love to hear more. Yeah, um, so I'm from Guizhou, Guiyang. Um, the city is called Guiyang. Um, it's a relatively small city in China. When I mean small, it's relatively to China. It's way bigger than a lot of big cities in US um, with like a lot of like people's uh, condensed, um, very dense um, populations. Mm -hmm. and, China had, according to the Chinese city tier uh, classification, we're the tier two city right now. Uh, tier one is what people usually know, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, they're really big, uh, rated by their economies, educations, uh, the GDPs and everything like that. And my city recently moved from tier three to tier two. Um, and I'm really proud from my um, city. I'm really proud from my city. Um, one thing you might know from my city is the chili jar that you could find in a lot of American supermarket. Oh, wow. Um, from China, it usually is made from my um, hometown, uh, in my hometown. So it, it was 
a thing I would introduce people to when I mention my hometown. Um, and I, I uh, would love to um, share any images if you need uh, about my hometown, but uh, growing up here uh, was very interesting, different from any cities in US because the dense populations um, and all the food culture, um, the busy city life and um, being able to be around family. Uh, it, my family, even though they weren't really traditional uh, a ch Chinese family, they're more like westernized, um, but I, I was able to um, learn both cultures mm -hmm. at home. And, and what do you mean by westernized? Like what did your, your home life look like? Um, well, simply say, because a lot of kids, they don't, they wouldn't come to US for high school. Mm -hmm. um, because my family, um, they really like the way the, uh, the Western educations. Um, well, I don't know if you want me to like go deep into, not deep into, a little bit into the education in um, China. But yeah, go ahead, whatever you feel like sharing. Uh -huh. Yeah, but basically, um, one, one of the reasons why my family decided to let me to go to the states is because of the freedom of freedom of choices I can get by going to the U.S. education system. Because in China, there's something called Gaokao. It's and it's an exam that you have to take after your uh, right at the end of your high school, and that will decide what kind of college you can go to. There's no other applications. That one test will decide the rest of your life. So that was a really stressful process for a lot of Chinese students, and I, my family. Uh, wanted to give me a different type of education, which is more westernized educations. And um, they decided to let me choose. And um, at the end, I decided to come here for, uh, come to United States for high school um, and then go into college at US. I see. Um, and when you came, did you come alone? Did, did your family end up coming here? Are they still there in China? Um, how did that work like within your family dynamic? Um, yeah, I came here by myself. My family, they stayed in the, in China. So um, I stayed, I came to the, I, I went to Long Island, New York uh, mm -hmm. for, uh, in a Catholic high school and I'm not Catholic. Um, I was going, oh, I was going to um, become a Catholic uh, after the three years um, in high school. It was a great experience here and I was able to stay with the host family, um, not my parents. They're still here in China. Um, so yeah, I, I came to, I crossed the ocean all by myself with the 14 hours flight. Wow, that's incredible. That's so courageous of you. Um, but when you were here, what did you miss the most? Like, I'm sure you missed your family, um, but what did you miss the most about your community in the hometown while you were here in America? Um, I would say there are three things I missed the most. First of all, family, of course. Um, it's great to be able to be with your family uh, because I'm pretty a family-oriented fam uh, person and most of the kids in China are family-oriented. Um, and the second is the food, um, the stores, the restaurants that open till like three or 4 a.m. at night uh, with delicious food as something I miss the most. And the third is the convenience. Um, and like I can, I can order stuff from stores and like I can order medicines, I can order uh, do any things I want and they can deliver to my door for really cheap in a really short time. Um, that's something, it's great in China for convenience. Uh, everything is easy to reach, easy to get. Um, 
I don't have to drive around for like 30 minutes just to go to a grocery store. Um, so yeah, it's everything is uh, at the tip of my finger. Yeah. And out of curiosity, like I know this wasn't in like the questions I sent you, but I feel like if I don't ask, people are like, why didn't you ask this? Um, mm-hmm. So when you were, were living with the host family, what was, what was that like? Like, how did they get involved? Um, did they try to integrate your like Chinese culture into your living? Did like, how did that work? You know, like, I'm sure there were, there are programs, many students probably do this, but in your specific case with that host family, did you feel like you were part of the family? Did you feel like you were kind of an inconvenience? How, how did you react with that part of it all? Yeah. Um, yeah, just, well, for the audiences as well, um, because I was still under 18. That's the reason why I needed to have a host family as my guardian in the United States. Um, and the school will pair you up usually uh, with a, ho- a host family and they sign up um, at my school. You know, I, I, I wanna be a host family. I want to have an international student at my house. I wanna have this international experience. And on the other side was me. I chose to come to the United States and the middle person, the agency will pair us up and there, there you go. I got a host family, but I wasn't lucky the first time I had a host family where I, there was like the roof was like, the ceiling was leaking uh, water onto my bed. I was having a hard time. I was able to switch to a different family who was able to integrate my Chinese culture into my living by making steaming dim sum for my breakfast. She was great. Um, they're Italian Americans and they were able to um, allow me to cook my own hometown food and they would try it with me. Um, that's something I really appreciate a lot for letting me be closer to home, the taste of my home. Um, so yeah, they, they, usually I pay them each month and they will buy the grocery and I can just live there with them and their kids as part of their family. Um, and we would go to Disney park together. We would go to uh, like a, a Yankee games together and it, it was great. Yeah. Oh, that's, inc- that's an incredible experience. What do you wish people knew or understood more about um, Chinese culture, the Chinese people, China in general? Um, yeah, I think before I go um, into uh, deep into what or something I want people to understand about my home country. I think one thing my personal viewpoint is that only believe the things that you've heard with your own ears and uh, things you've seen with your own eyes because media can be a tinted glasses that uh, only show you the stuff that people behind want you to see. So I hope that people are able to talk to people who are from that country um, in the situation. Your podcast is a great place to to be able to talk to um, us and talk to different people and also being able to see movies or clips uh, about certain um, events before you make your own judgment. Um, But one thing I do want- Especially if they're produced by the people you know, like if you're going to see a movie about China, try to find something that was produced by someone who's from China or directed by someone from China. Um, so it's yeah. a better source. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely one thing um, that can help you uh, with finding the right source um, and the right clips and sources, even though that with the critical thinking, always have doubts in your mind of whether or not this person is telling what is the truth. Um, but yeah, so one thing I think uh, I would love people to understand about China is 
Um, China has a 5,000 years of history and a lot of populations in terms of a lot of people here. Um, so the ways of governing the country is very different from how US or Western world would govern their country. Um, I understand there's a lot of biases or uh, discriminations um, in the States through the media uh, about China, um, although I don't fully agree with a lot of the Chinese policies, but I do hope that people can take considerations, these differences of Chinese, uh, Chinese um, China and the United States into account um, before uh, they can understand um, certain politicals or uh, humanities issues uh, happen nowadays. Um, I, I know it's hard, but I think uh, being able to talk to someone from there will help them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think even, you know, not even regarding countries and cultures, it's important to be critical of what the media says uh, because they they have an agenda, you know? Um, but it's, yeah, like you said, be critical no matter what. And how, how does being Chinese, especially since you've had experience of being Chinese, but an international student as well, how does that impact your motivation to achieve your goals or your goals in general? I know you mentioned coming to America helped you, you know, become a filmmaker. Maybe that wasn't an option before, but how does being uh, Chinese and what you've learned help you towards your goals? Yeah, um, I think one thing about growing up in China is uh, a really um, a really good foundation for education, uh, because in China uh, school is really hard and kids usually need to study till really late. And I was able to have a really good uh, systems in terms of studying, learning systems, uh, for me to be able to learn things fast and be curious about what is going on in the subject I'm learning. Um, that's one thing I think impacted me, motivated me uh, towards my goal. And another thing is um, the importance of connections in China, uh, human connections. Uh, in China, it's a communist country and a lot of things, it's about connections. And I think being able to understand importance of the connections, I was able to start collecting my own networking connections from young age, um, which helped me with either my career seeking process or my educations in the United States. Um, I think that's something, that's another thing that motivated me to, towards uh, my goal. That's awesome. And, you know, to wrap up, this is what I ask everybody. What is your vision for the future? You can take that however you want, be it about yourself, your culture, your, like the world. Uh, but yeah, so what is your vision for the future? I really like the questions and there's a quote that I um, really like is that um, our world is continuous and the only thing different is the name of the airport. Okay. And I think, um, however, I don't think that it, that's an ideal world. And for um, our current realities uh, with the restrictions of my visa, um, every time when I have to go to another country, I need to prove my identity. I need to constantly apply for visa and with the differences between races, ethnicity, uh, we are currently having a lot of biases, uh, which doesn't allow us to be a continu continuous country 
uh, with owning the names different, uh, owning the airport with different names. Um, I think, I hope our world will be continuous because we all share the same blood. We all share the same brain. We share a lot of similarities as human. Um, and that's a big versions I hope that people can see is that at the end of the day, we're all humans. I agree. You know, race, ethnicity, where you're born, it doesn't change your biology, you know? So why is there even a difference? Obviously, culture is super important. It's what makes us human, you know, and having a connection to where we're from. But I, I agree that it would be awesome to have a world one day where we're not limited by our land or our territory and where that, where what point becomes China and what point becomes India or Russia. Like I, I wish and I hope one day that, you know, that kind of ends, that stick, that not stigma, but that barrier, like how, how awesome would it be to just go to school one place and not have to go through the whole bureaucratic nonsense you know yeah I think it's complicated uh yeah. <laughs> I know it would be complicated but um if you yeah but yeah I know but like of course but in our reality I do think we should acknowledge that there are a lot of um systemic um racism and how things are uh, preventing um people of color to um, be able to like learn and uh, live our life. Uh, although that's my ideal world, uh, in a real reality, these uh, biases are still very true and it needs our effort to fight through. Um, but that's a big vision, uh, which I hope our world to be a continuous uh, country uh, without any um, biases and discriminations. But for my own visions, I hope one day I'll be able to continue my passions in filmmaking and um, being able to tell the story uh, of my own country, uh, of uh, my people and my identity and being able to share that with more people. So yeah. That's funny, cause, um, you know, like, like we mentioned before, I did interview Grace and I went into the mindset of like, okay, she's a filmmaker. She probably wants to be famous, but like through, our conversation, like I was taken aback. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe her goal isn't to be famous. Maybe her goal is to, you know, live more simply and, you know, work for a company and, you know, also have her own passion projects. But I learned that not every filmmaker wants to be famous or have their name in lights. Is how do you, how do you view your future? Do you, do you hope to, you know, be super famous or do you, or would you be content um, with sharing your story, your your story, your history, your your culture with like a, like a few certain people, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, one thing about another thing which was interesting to talk about in this pocket is how China view how China um, censor films. Uh, a lot of movies like Top Gun, a new movie, is not screened in China because of many different reasons, violence and inappropriate images, stuff like that. And I want my movies to be shown in China, but that means that I need to follow their rules. No, I, I don't think I should be able to, I don't think I should uh, change what I want to talk about because it's not gonna be shown in China. I want more people to see it. 
I, the reason of me making these are not because I want to be famous, but by being famous, more people will be able to see my stuff, understand and being able to consider my voice. So um, I would say uh, it would be great to be famous so people would take my stuff seriously. Um, but at the end of the day, I think um, if I remember what I want to do and really uh, give it a try and try hard, um, I will be able to let more people see my stuff. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And, you know, if somebody does want to be famous, props to them. You know, that means more money, if, if anything. Yeah. But um, I definitely resonate with like, you know, it's not all about the money and the fame it's about like the people and like the your real why you know i i think that's beautiful are you so you're going to come back to the to the states to continue your schooling and stuff yeah i'm currently here because of um covid i wasn't able to visit my family for two and a half years mm -hmm. i here to visit my family um taking care of some family stuff at home um, I, that's one thing about studying abroad being an international student. You're so far away from your family and there's only that short of three months of summer that you'll be able to see your family. So um, I'm here, I'll be back at the end of August to continue my grad school. Um, but before then I will enjoy a lot of good food and family. Yes, do that. Um, is there, I know you mentioned your projects, but is there anything you wanna promote? Please, everything we talked about, share the links. I, I wanna see it, I'm sure people listening We'll want to tune into a few things, um, but is there anything in particular you want to promote right now? Um, I would say two things. One is actually, I don't think my friends know this, but it's a Instagram account um, made by a bunch of like Chinese uh, students and um, they are sharing a lot of current social issues and their take on these things that is happening in, in China or globally. And I think they have some great articles and educate people about what's happening in China and what do people usually hear on media. Um, it's called Raddy, like R-A-D-I-I, -I, um, all cap on Instagram. And I will share that link. And the second thing is my own photography account. Um, if you're um, are in New York or Boston and you want your own headshots or graduations photos, weddings photos taken, uh, I would love to uh, be that person to capture that moment for you. Um, and I have an Instagram account for that as well. So um, if you um, need, I would be there. Yes, promote your business. Yes, because being a student <laughs> is hard not a lot of money in being a student um but yes. thank you thank you so much for coming on as a vision and sharing your vision sharing you know what was what it was like to grow up in china but also you know have spent time in america um i know for a fact a lot of people are going to learn from your story um but yeah thank, thank you, you i thank you so much i i have a lot i want to say about like my views on these policies um, but like, I would love to like chat with anybody who are interested uh, in detail. Um, there are definitely more background knowledge that I need to go into explaining things. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out if you need uh, anything. So yeah, give me your also your personal Instagram too, if that's easier for your people to reach out um, to you. Um, I'm sure people are interested. <laughs> well, again, uh, yeah. so much and have a good night because there's a 12 hour difference for recording. Yeah. I know. Have a good day.
Yeah, thank you. We're, yeah, it's so recording in the morning for me in America, but since you're back back at home in China, it's at night for you. So please have a good night. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you enjoyed this episode, please give this podcast five stars, leave a nice review, and follow Isavision on Instagram at I-S-A-V-I-S-I-O-N underscore. Thank you and have a good one.